Well, hello everybody. So today I'm going to be talking about a band that I admittedly don't know that much about, and I don't have that much experience with. I mean, I've got a picture of them associated with this episode here, but I honestly couldn't even tell you, you know, which band member is which, uh, or even if that's truly the band, you know, it could be like a prank, and it, they just found some people who look like it could be a rock band and took a picture of them and stuff. So I, I can't in good conscience say that I'm an expert on the band known as Mission of Burma, but you know, we're, we're going to go ahead and just talk about them anyway. So Mission of Burma was an American post-punk band from Boston, Massachusetts, formed in 1979. Then again, I think, I think this band's music poses that interesting question of genre distinction. They have some songs that sound more traditionally punk, and like that's how I escape my certain fate is even featured featured on a collection of mostly old school punk songs, and that compilation is called Faster and Louder Hardcore Punk Volume One, which has plenty of bands that are more commonly labeled as just punk or hardcore punk or what have you. So if they're on that compilation. You know, are, are they really exactly post-punk all the time? Probably not, right? Because I think they have roots in the the uh, punk rock movement, movement overall. And certainly you can detect elements of punk in their music. And I would say the band certainly was loud enough because the singer and songwriter and multi-instrumentalist for... Mission of Burma named Roger Miller. He apparently had to break up the band for a medical reason because the loudness of their gigs gave him tinnitus. So the story goes, that is largely why they broke up in the year 1983 anyway. And they reactivated in 2002 and they stayed together until fairly recently in 2020. So they've got quite a history. I'm not going to go over their, their entire biography or discography, but as far as members go, there was Roger Miller, who was primarily a guitarist, and Clint Conley was on bass, and there was Peter Prescott on drums, and a guy named Martin Swope. He contributed audio tape manipulations, including during live performances. I would say their music does not sound hyper-focused on catering to genre. Not only do they not sound entirely like the average punk band, hence why they're labeled post-punk, but they typically don't rely heavily on a rootsy rock sound like the music of Jerry Lee Lewis or, you know, the rock and roll blues of Lewis Jordan. You know, they don't really get into the roots of that stuff too much from what I hear. It's just, you know, like they, they pick up a guitar or a bass or whatever, and they write, you know, uh, independently of genre to a large degree. That's my impression of them anyway. And sure, sometimes, you know, you can detect this influence or that, but I think I think they're more of an independent songwriting experience. If I was to guess at what had a bigger 
more specific influence on their sound, I would guess it might have been more progressive rock of the 1960s, and of course some stuff from the 70s, because some of their songs remind me of the band Can, for some reason, even though they don't sound quite as free-flowing, and the singer doesn't really sound like Malcolm Mooney or Damo Suzuki or whatever. But I think it's maybe just the feel of the songs more than the structure. I, I don't really know how to qualify all that. It's really just empty speculation. Maybe they never even heard of Can. But I'm just saying that there are some similarities in the feel and the mood that I get from both bands. So, you know, apparently Miller, Conley, and Prescott all shared the singing and songwriting duties. So it was a bit like a collective of multi-instrumentalists. And this is one of those bands I feel I should have listened to more, especially when I was younger, but I didn't really hear about them. And, you know, I'm not even quite sure why I didn't hear about them or, you know, have people recommend them or anything like that. Never read about them in any magazines or something like that. It just doesn't seem like it uh, was for personal reasons. I think it was just I wasn't fated or destined to experience the band at a younger age for whatever reason. And it's kind of weird because I've, I've heard of more obscure bands than them. You know, I've listened to Red Crayola at a relatively young age in high school and stuff like that. So it's a little bit strange that I really didn't hear much about Mission of Burma, if I heard anything about them at all. But anyway, they influenced a ton of bands that you may have heard of, including Pearl Jam, you got Foo Fighters, Super Chunk, The Replacements, Thurston Moore from Sonic Youth, Throwing Muses, Yola Tango, Pixies, Husker Du, Guided by Voices, Big Black, Fugazi, Catherine Will, Graham Coxon, and even R.E.M. So, obviously, they are a pretty influential little band. So, they they do have a legacy. I've, I don't think they're just going to be the smallest footnote in the uh, history of rock music. But, you know, they're still not like the biggest band either. It's one of those kinds of things. And I cover a lot of these kinds of bands on this little podcast here. And, uh, you know, I, I occasionally will cover some bigger groups. But this is just one of those opportunities for me to talk about somebody who might be, or some group that might be flying under the radar a little bit, even though they're highly influential. <laughs> 